Micah chapter number 7. Amen. We give honor to all the saints of God. Give honor to the ministry today. Appreciate you. Amen. I am going to need your help this morning. Um, Amen. To do what God wants to do in this house today. And uh, I pray you'll help me try to preach for a little while. In the and uh, we'll see what the Lord will do. Amen. Give honor to my pastor, pastor's wife. Appreciate them. Amen. Don't you love your your pastor and pastor's wife? Praise God. Give honor, brother and sister O'Brien. God bless them. Love and appreciate them. Amen. And all the ministry, all the saints of God. And um, going to try to be a blessing to you today. It's a little different, um, trying to relate to the culture. We pastor a little bitty church over in uh, Mississippi. Amen. Probably need to be there right now. Praise God. But um, um, we also have a work day on the 14th if you want to drive over and help us. Praise God. Amen. We'd love to we'd love to have your help, but that's a mighty long trip. Praise God. Micah chapter number seven. And uh I'll read one verse of scripture. Verse number eight. Micah chapter seven, verse number eight. The Bible says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, when I fall. I shall arise, and when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Amen. Why don't you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands one more time unto the Lord. Ask for His help in this house. Lord God, we love you today. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Pray that you would help us today, God. Oh, God, we pray for your anointing today. We pray that you would break this spirit of oppression, Lord. We pray that you would push back demonic strongholds, God. Lord, that that are trying to, to hinder the atmosphere in this house. Lord God, we plead the blood of Calvary. We call the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would move in this place, God. That your delivering power, hallelujah, would be in this place, God. Oh, God, we magnify, we glorify, we worship you today, Lord. Pray your will be done in this house. Touch our hearts, touch our minds, and speak to us today. Praise you, Lord, today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Are you glad to have the Holy Ghost today? Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. You may be seated. It seems like that in this world, as far as this worldly system, the world tries to program us for failure. 
Have you ever noticed that the world is expecting us to mess up? Your car is prepared for that. You have a bumper on the front, and you have a bumper on the back. Unless, of course, you've already messed up, and you may have one of those missing, but the world tries to program us for failure. Every pencil just about has an eraser. They're expecting you to make mistakes. Every uh, keyboard, uh, computer has a delete or a backspace. They're expecting you to make some mistakes. Man, this world in the worldly system and the worldly mindset um, kind of gets us into that uh, mode. I, I don't know about you, but I grew up around the church, but did not get into the church. Um, you know, getting into the church is more than just uh, signing your name on a roll or shaking a preacher's hand. Um, I know that in one case that it's gotten so bad, my parents, who are apostolic, went to a funeral uh, of a relative and they said, if you want to be saved, just look up and make eye contact with me while I'm preaching. And, uh, boy, if that was all it took to get saved, I'd be running around town here looking people in the eye. Amen. Trying to get them saved. Um, but this world in, um, amen, it's, it's agenda. Um, amen. It, um, it kind of tries to program us for failure. I grew up around the church uh, but took me a long time to get into the church. But I, I grew up listening to country music, country western music. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all have that out here, amen. But I grew up listening to country western music. I, of course, was out of the church. I was lost. If Jesus come back, I would have been lost. And um, but. Um, after I got into the church, I started realizing that a lot of those songs are songs about failure. We used to sing one that it was so dumb because I was so young, maybe like 13 or 14, and, and I just be singing my heart out, all my exes live in Texas. Amen. But it was a song about failure. I listened to another one. It said, I'm standing on the front porch. I'm staring down the road. I'm wondering if she'll come back this time. I don't know. One, Another one was so bad, it said, feed Jake. He's been a good dog. I don't know if you heard that one. Amen. But <laughs> they were songs that were programmed for failure. I go back beyond that to the childhood years and uh they used to teach us nursery rhymes. I don't know who taught me nursery rhymes, but somewhere along the way I, uh, I uh, learned a bunch of nursery rhymes. And you're talking about a depressing group of poems. There's a depressing group of poems. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill come tumbling after him. Well, that's depressing. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horsemen and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. That sounds real great, doesn't it? Sounds like revival right there. Amen. How, how about this one? Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater had a wife but couldn't keep her. 
So he put her in a pumpkin shell, and there he kept her very well. That sounds like a dysfunctional family to me. Amen. But there, there are songs about failure and songs. And if you, amen, came out of the world, you are deepened in sin. Amen. If you listen to rap or rock and roll or, or whatever it was, I can guarantee if you think back just a minute, whatever you were listening to was pumping a, a message, propagating a message of failure. It was uh, propagating a message of defeat. It was uh, like, and, and I don't uh, discount some of the good things they do, but it's like the people that, that go to Alcoholics Anonymous and, uh, and they, they get them to repeat over and over, my name is Henry and I am an alcoholic. They're, they're kind of just putting that into their mind that, that I'm a failure. Amen. But I read things in the Word of God that lets me know that God did not design you and I for failure. Amen. God designed us for victory. Amen. God designed us for triumph. Amen. I read things in the Word of God like, uh, I'll make you the head and not the tail. I read things like, you are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Uh, I read things like, if God be for us, then who can be against us? I read things like, uh, amen, when the enemy comes in like a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard, uh, amen, against us. Uh, amen, I read things in the Word of the Lord, uh, amen, that the Bible says that, that He's going to be there in the daytime and He's going to be there in the nighttime. And I read things like, uh, when my heart is is overwhelmed. Uh, lead me to the rock that is higher. Amen. I'm glad I've got a place of refuge to run to uh, in the time of trouble. Uh, amen. I'm glad that I'm not serving a defeated God. Uh, amen. That He is high and He is lifted up and His train fills the temple. Uh, amen. I'm glad I'm in a victorious church. Uh, I'm glad I serve a victorious God. Uh, amen. And I'm glad that when I got the whole Holy Ghost. Uh, I got more than just an inbuilt devil detector. Uh, and I got more than just an inbuilt goosebump machine. Uh, amen. But when I got the Holy Ghost, uh, I stepped over from defeat, uh, amen, over into victory. Uh, amen. I stepped out of wandering in Egypt. Uh, I stepped out of wandering in the wilderness. Uh, and I stepped over into Canaan's land uh, where the milk and the honey flow. Uh, amen. Where walls come down and giants are defeated. Uh, amen. I stepped into the place uh, where God's going to fight my battles and he's going to go ahead of me. Uh, I'm just preaching to somebody today uh, that walked into this place uh, and you feel like if anybody's going to mess it up, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, and you feel like if anybody's going to get it wrong, I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, because the worldly system has pumped that into your mind. And you feel like if anybody's going to drop the ball, I'm going to drop the ball. And if anybody's going to come out on the bottom, I'm going to come out on the bottom. But I'm just preaching to help somebody today uh, and tell you, uh, amen, God's here to pick you up. Uh, and God's here to put some victory on the inside. And God's here to make sure uh, that you don't hang your head. Uh, the Bible said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. 
Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The devil would try to uh, to pump failure into your mind. He would lie to you. The Bible said that that he is the father of lies. That means that all that he can propagate is lies. Uh, amen. Uh, he cannot beget truth. He can only beget lies. And so he would get that into your mind. But if you can win the battle up here today, uh, amen, we can win the battle out there today. Uh, amen. You can get up out of a pew and, and say, I'm not going to live in defeat anymore. I'm not going to live, uh, amen, thinking that I'm a failure anymore. But God's going to put something in me that's going to help me, uh, amen, to walk victoriously and walk triumphantly, uh, amen. You need to shake off that old spirit of oppression. I said you need to shake off that old spirit of oppression, Amen. Do you need to shake off that spirit, uh, amen, that, that the enemy has tried to put into this place? Amen. That says, well, I messed up. I might as well give up. I'm going to tell you that's the biggest lie that the enemy has ever propagated. Well, I made a mistake. I might as well quit. Well, I, I, I messed it all up. I, I might as well give up. I, I can't do it. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can't do it on your own. But the Bible said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Amen. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. The righteous. I'm going to tell you, he's not a defeated God. Hallelujah. They put him, they put him in an old rocky tomb, uh, amen. And they rolled a stone, a massive stone, to the edge of the tomb, uh, and they closed it up. Uh, and they not only put a stone there, but the Bible says they sealed the stone. Uh, they not only sealed the stone, but they were just a little afraid of what was going to happen. Uh, and so they put, uh, amen, guards at the door uh, of the tomb, uh, amen. Uh, but they found out, uh, amen, that if he wants out. Uh, Amen. You can't keep him in. Amen. And then a few days later, the disciples, amen, they were in a room and the door was locked and Jesus came walking through the wall and they found out if he wants in, amen, you can't keep him out. I'm just telling you, we serve a victorious God. Amen. His name is He's not some mini-God. He's not some junior deity. Amen. But in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. He's still Alpha. He's still Omega. He's still bigger than all your problems. He's still bigger than all your hang-ups. He's still bigger than all your habits. Amen. That's why I'm glad I'm in the Apostolic Church. That's why I'm glad in the Pentecostal Church today. Amen. Amen. Because somewhere across town, somebody's going to walk into a church an alcoholic, and they're going to leave an alcoholic. They're going to walk in addicted to marijuana and cocaine, and they're going to leave addicted to marijuana and cocaine. But when you walk into the apostolic church, you walk in an alcoholic, but you leave delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost. You may walk in drug addicted, but you leave with a victory. 
Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. You're a new creature. Amen. You don't talk like you used to talk. Amen. You don't walk like you used to walk. You don't say the things you used to say. You don't drink the things you used to drink. Amen. Because you're living in spiritual victory. Come on and clap your hands unto the Lord and give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 We don't propagate living in sin. We don't preach the message that you stay in sin. Amen. As a matter of fact, the Bible said, There shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people not in their sins, but from their sins. And so, we don't preach the message that you, you live in immorality, and you live in sin, and you live in darkness. Amen. But neither do we preach the message, uh, amen, that once somebody makes a mistake, it's over. Anybody ever had any children? Any of your children ever mess up their diaper? What did you do the first time they messed up their diaper? You just say, oh, no, they messed up their diaper. It's time to get rid of them. This one was made faulty. Send them back. No, you change the diaper. And that's what's so good about God. That everywhere, amen, everywhere in the Bible, amen, that you begin to read, you read about the mercy of God. And you read about, in a lot of places, you find mercy and truth in the same verse. What does that mean? That means... You can't have a church without truth. But neither can you have a, tr a church without mercy. Amen. It, it, takes, it takes both of them. Amen. But when you read about the Word of God and you read about mercy, in one, one place uh, it says uh, about mercy, it, it, it's talking about the fact that, that in this particular case of mercy, the word means to bend uh, or to stoop to an inferior. It's a picture of a holy God uh, bending or stooping down amen, to an inferior such as I. As the old song says, He came down to my level when I could not get up to His. Uh, amen. That's a true. A true picture of mercy is not uh, amen, a, a, a trinity where uh, a God senior tells a God junior, I love them so much, why don't you go down there and die for them? But a true picture of mercy is God manifest in flesh. Uh, that I love them so much. Uh, amen. Before you ever had a problem, uh, there was a provider. Uh, amen. Before the first uh, star twinkled in the sky, uh, God already had an escape hatch. Uh, and He already had a plan. Uh, how do you know, Brother Basel? Because the Bible said there was a lamb slain uh, from the foundation of the world. Uh, amen. It lets me know. Uh, before there was ever a sin, uh, there was already a plan for a Savior. Uh, amen. Before there was ever a problem, uh, there was already a solution. Uh, amen. To the problem, uh, there was a merciful God. Uh, 
amen, that said, hang on, I'm going to bend down to an inferior. I'm going to come down to your level. Amen, I'm going to make a way of escape. Amen, I'm going to provide a way out. And that's what you were seeing on those Old Testament sacrifices where they're laying animals on, on the brazen altar and they're, and they're, they're burning. If you, if you study, if you study the, uh, the, the Jews and their traditions, uh, they say that uh, when they put that animal sacrifice on the brazen altar, it says that, that they had somebody called a watcher. I don't want to tear up your furniture, but they had somebody called a watcher that was watching the sacrifice. And he would watch the sacrifice while it would burn. And while the sacrifice was burning, it would, it would burn and it would get smaller and smaller and smaller as it was burning there on the brazen altar. And finally, uh, the last bit of meat and bone and, and charred remains uh, would fall to, through the top of that brazen altar and it would fall down. And the watcher who was watching the sacrifice, uh, he would say, It is finished! And friend, that was a picture of Jesus on Calvary when he said, it is finished. What was he doing? He was making a plan for victory. He was making a plan to bring me out of failure. He was making a plan to escape, amen, the bondage of sin, to bring me out of Egypt. Amen. When he said those words, it is finished. Amen. It made a way where the mercy seat could be accessed. The veil was rent from the top to the bottom. And we now have access to come boldly to the throne of grace that we can find help in time of need. Amen. I'm glad we serve a God that's able to bring us out of failure. I was preaching in the church one time in the state of Arizona. And um, there was a there was a Muslim man that came to be in service with her. He'd been a devout Muslim for several years, and he came to be in service with us. He had, he had been steeped in that religion and in that tradition. And, but somehow a lady got him to come to church on a Sunday morning. And I, I preached a little message about the power in the name of Jesus. And while I'm preaching, this Muslim man began to get a revelation about Jesus Christ. And he came up, he came up after service. The, the, the pastor, that pastor happened to be gone traveling out of town that particular service. They had an ACE convention they had to be at. And uh, the, he came up to one of the assistant pastors uh, and he said, he said, I want to I be baptized in Jesus' name. I understand what he's talking about. And I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. He said, we'll be glad to talk to you, give you a short. So he kind of gave him a short Bible study. Uh, and that night he brought his clothes and they baptized that Muslim man in the wonderful name of Jesus. Uh, he came up out of the baptistry. He lifted his hands and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, uh, amen, gave him the utterance. Uh, 
Amen. He, he got out of that baptistry a new creature, a new man. But a few days later, he was talking to uh, the pastor, got back from his trip, and he was talking to the pastor. And um, he said, you know what? He said, I was, uh, he said, I was a devout Muslim. He said, I prayed five times a day. He said, now I understand. You don't have to pray a set five times a day. He said, but I can talk to, I can talk to Jesus any time of the day. Amen. Wherever I'm at. He said, more than that, Pastor. He said, I, while I was serving Allah, he said, I had a, had a room in my house, a, a closet in my house. And he said, it was halfway full of pornography. It was stacked up. It was halfway full of pornography. He said, but when I got the Holy Ghost, he said, I went home. He said, I cleaned out that closet and I got rid of it. And I threw it all away. I'm just going to tell you, amen, several years of serving Allah couldn't deliver him from his problem and his addiction. Amen. But just five minutes in the presence of my Jesus set him free. Amen. From his habit and his hang up. I'm going to tell you we serve a victorious God. He's victorious over sin. He's victorious over sickness. He's victorious over Satan. He's victorious over your problem. He's victorious over your habit. He's victorious over your mental problem. He's victorious over your physical disease. Amen. He's victorious over your family situation. There's not a problem God met yet that he can't handle. Amen. There's not a disease he ever met that he can't heal. There's not a habit he's ever met that he can't deliver from. Come on and clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, he's a victorious God. You don't have to live in failure. The Bible said, amen, we are more than conquerors. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? One of my friends put it like this. He said, a conqueror. I don't keep up with boxing, obviously. Amen. But he said, a conqueror is when two men get in the ring and they begin to box. And he said, one knocks the other one out. He's a conqueror. He said, they, they write him a $100,000 check for winning the match. And he goes home and he hands a check to his wife. She's more than a conqueror. You say, why? Because she didn't have to fight the battle. But she got the benefits of winning the battle. <laughs> Woo. That's where we're at with Jesus. <laughs> Amen. He's already won the battle. He's already, it is already finished. He's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen. We just have to step in the victory that he's already won. We just have to step in the flow of anointing. And when we re repent of our sins, there's some spotless blood. Amen. Some matchless blood. Some pure blood. It begins to flow when we begin to repent. Hallelujah. And preachers are funny. 
Amen. They, they, they debate. They said, well, where's the blood applied? Is the blood applied at the altar? Is the blood applied in the baptistry? Is the blood applied? Where, where does it come at? And I, I've got good news for you. Amen. The blood is applied throughout the process. They had blood, amen, at the brazen altar. They had blood, amen, at the laver. They had blood all the way through into the holy place, all the way to the Ark of the Covenant. When you start repenting, the blood starts flowing. It's going to wash away those sins. Amen. When you go down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus, amen, the blood is still flowing. Amen. To wash and to cleanse and to purify. And we step into that victory. Amen. That Jesus has already paid for. We step into, amen, that triumph that He's already purchased for you and I. He's a victorious God. Why don't we stand? Why don't we love Him today? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Praise God. Amen. Amen. There's no, I don't, I don't know, I'm not trying to be spooky here today. And I, I'm not trying to, to condemn anybody or make you feel bad, but I have felt a spirit, I felt a spirit of, of oppression trying to hang its head over this congregation. And, and I'm going to tell you what kind of spirit it is. It's a kind of spirit that says, why should I really care? Why, why, why should I really get involved? It's a spirit that said, why should I put forth the effort? And I'm going to tell you, victory is worth the effort. And if that spirit's troubling you today, you can take dominion over that spirit. I came home one time Several years ago, my wife and I came home from a wonderful Sunday night service and I laid down and I was drifting off. I was drifting off to sleep. And as I was drifting off to sleep, there was a there was a dark spirit that attacked it attacked me. I it, it caught me totally by surprise. Is it is it physically attacked me? I, I I could not say anything. I could not I could not speak. I could not move. It was like it paralyzed me. And and and, and for a few seconds I laid there and, and 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 unable to move, unable to talk, unable to do anything. But somewhere way back in the, in, the, in the dark recesses of my mind, I begin to think the name of Jesus. And as I be begin to think the name of Jesus, and as I begin to think the blood of Jesus, no sooner that I begin to think that name and think about that blood, it began, it began, to, it began to come out of my mouth. And I said, in the name of Jesus... And by the blood of Jesus, the paralysis left. 
my mind became clear. I watched literally as, as that dark figure went like this and floated. And I saw it go up through the white ceiling. I'm just here to tell you, there's no power of hell that can stand against the authority of the name of Jesus. Amen. There's no demonic oppression that can stand against the blood of Jesus. Amen. Every spirit, every foul spirit, every demonic spirit has to go. You can take authority by the power of that name. Amen. And you say, I'm not going to live under this. I'm going to live in victory. I'm not going to live under His dominion, but I'm going to live under the dominion of the Lord. I'm going to submit myself, therefore, unto God, and I'm going to resist the devil, and he's going to have to flee. He's going to have to go because he has no authority here. You can take dominion. It doesn't matter. Amen. Whatever it is you're battling today, whatever it is you're struggling with, amen, God wants you to live in victory. He wants your mind to be clear. He wants your body to be free of substances. He wants your heart to be pure. And He wants you to be free in the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Would you just lift your hands and would you pray, God, give somebody victory over demonic oppression today? Come on, would you just pray, God, give, give somebody victory over the spirit of hell today? Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. God wants, to, wants you to pray strong prayers. God wants you to pray victorious prayers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel something breaking. Why don't you stand with me in the Holy Ghost? Why don't you stand with me in the Holy Ghost? Come on, as we're bringing this service. Hallelujah to an altar today. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Come on, He's a victorious God. Come on, you are not a failure. You are not a failure. Come on, shake off failure. Step into victory in the name of Jesus. Come on, this altar's open today. Would you come pray today? Would you come pray today? If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, come pray. If you need something from God today, why don't you come down to an altar and pray? Oh, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm an overcomer. Come on, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Uh, come on and lift your hands. By the blood of the Lamb. Oh, and by the word Lord. of my testimony. I'm an overcomer. Uh, oh, an overcomer. God, I love 